to the Self Empowered Podcast. I'm your girl, Abby Marie. And on today's episode, I am joined with the amazing Aston Simmons. Now, Aston is passionate about helping successful women to save their marriage and reconnect with their spouses fast. So what we're talking about today is a number of things, but we're going to start with integration. Now, what we both have found out and both kind of realized like as we've been going through our growth and through our journey we have this integration section where or this phase really where you kind of need to drop into your own or drop into yourself and just be with yourself so that you can feel the utmost amount of love and support and peace and what we talk about is how dropping into yourself or sitting in the pain that that can be quite scary for some people. I know for myself it was. And yeah, let's just jump into it because there is so, so much to share. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking about the shifts we've been having and the integration is, it's such a big part of it. Like it can happen fast, but I find that you do have to have that space where you kind of do go within. I think Mm -hmm. going within is like, it's huge. I don't think enough of us do it today. Yeah. You know, we're so busy, we're distracted, like we're avoiding. Um, funnily enough, this week we've just done Gone Within in our relationship challenge and we do it because like individually and um, as couples, if you can't go within yourself, so you can't meet pain within yourself, love within yourself, Um, forgiveness within yourself acceptance within yourself you can't meet it in the relationship you can't meet it in the other person and this is what me and my husband realized like I love the go within journey I'm one of those strange weirdos um like we me and my husband had a cacao ceremony and I remember asking him what does it mean to go within for you and this just opened a whole nother door I had no idea he said to go within for him was painful dark, horrible. Um, It felt like um, the worst parts of himself. It was, I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. It was punishment. Going within was punishment. Mm. I'm getting goosebumps for that. Yes, Mm. yes. And this just opened up my perception of like, wow. Because he then goes to me, I was like, wow. And I just held space for him and I just listened and I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense. You know, that makes so much sense. Now that I know what that means to you, I now know why you don't want to sit and reflect or have those deep conversations or, you know, process some pain that you've been through or some trauma or that makes total sense because that's what it means to you. And then he said, well, what does it mean to you? Because we all think that everyone has the same meaning as us. Mm-hmm. We don't. We are all in the same reality, but we have a dis- different perception of it. It This blows my mind that we could be looking at the same thing or go through the same experience, but it, we experience it completely differently. Mm-hmm. So different. Like, like they're not even the same thing because of our beliefs and, and our perception and these lenses that we have or these filters. So when he asked me, I said, well, to me, going within is coming home. Going within is the place I feel least judgment. I feel full acceptance. 
I feel um, it makes me emotional. I feel like I'm coming home to like Mother Earth or, you know, your creator. Like it Mm -hmm. feels like the truth of who I am. So going within for me is like taking the masks off, taking the hats off, you know, not, not worrying about the outside, not trying to be perfect, not trying to people please, because I have to, I've had to recover from all of that. A lot of us have been conditioned into that good girl, people pleasing, like perfectionist, all of that. But when I go within, it's a safe place for me. It's actually where I can just be me and I can see all the parts of me and it's, it's in such a loving way. Um, and I think cacao is such a beautiful way to do this. Um, me and my husband sit in cacao ceremonies with, with ourselves and together as a couple so that we can do this, you know, inner reflection work and go within and, you know, ask ourselves powerful questions like what does it mean to you to go within so that we can understand us, ourselves and each other on that deeper level. And I think that's the, the whole point of us being here, you know, this spiritual journey within ourselves and within each other. I think it's the ultimate spiritual um, lesson and journey is in relationships or in uh, even relationship to ourselves. No, like we so often we're like, we want to do that thing or, you know, go and buy that thing or all this stuff on the outside. And yet we get a little bit of like, I call it like a sugar hit. Like a, oh, yeah, that felt good. Like a quick dopamine, like, oh, got that. But then there's this massive crash. There's this big dive because it's not sustainable. You know, when it comes from within, it's like you're receiving your own medicine. That's how I see it. You're receiving yourself, like your gifts that are in you. And, you know, you have gifts that I don't have. I have gifts that you don't have. Like we can't possibly have the same Um, it's that little difference, that 1%, you know, that stardust, you know, there's so many different ways you can think about it, but that's how I think about it. And when I go within, I access it for myself and then I can see it more easily in other people when I've done that journey for myself and then I can go within them and I'm like, wow, I just love it. I think it's so powerful. I think it's really underrated in this world that we live in, you know, social media, all the highlights are apparently out there. That's not how I feel. My highlights are in here. They're, they're really precious. They're really sacred. I treasure them. And it's a lot of my highlights are the time I'm with myself and I'm doing that go within journey, you know, um, mm-hmm. remembering who I am and, and that power that's within me and, you know, my ability to overcome things and just the way that I see things. It's totally differently. It's totally different when I do go within, when I really take that time. And my husband never loved doing this. Like I said, he hated it. He was like allergic to it, major aversion, like because of his relationship to it. But once I shared that with him, he was like, wow, I want to go there. He was like, I want to go where you're within him. That's, that's, that sounds fun. That sounds loving. That sounds welcoming. Like, that's awesome. And he was like, how did you do that? I said, well, I created it. You know, I decided with my imagination that that's what going within would be. So I changed my association to it. I changed my relationship to it. And then that was my experience. And he was like, wow, so this isn't who I am? Like I can change it? I was like, yes. Do you want to change it? Like is it serving you? He's like, no. Because this is what I say to people all the time. Like 
I had a woman say to me the other day, like, you know, oh, but if I want to live my life, I'm going to hurt other people. And I said, okay, I get that. That's the people pleaser and the perfectionist. But what I always come back to when I go within is when I'm living my life to please everyone else, I'm hurting me. And who's the person I have to live with? Who, whose body do I live inside of? You know, yeah. I, I've got to live with me. I've mm-hmm. got to live with me every damn day. So when I, I did this too, like two years ago, I was deep in the perfection, people pleasing, like, you know, but I had this awakening where I was like, that is not serving me. I get those quick sugar hits, those quick dopamine hits of I'm appreciated, I'm needed, I'm loved, like these quick bounces, but then they were not, I was becoming resentful you know, because they were not sustainable. They didn't feel like what it felt like to go within myself and please myself. And it was because I've got to live with myself. Mm -hmm. Like that's huge. When I had that like aha moment, I was like, this is why self-love, self-care, like going within, having a positive relationship and a loving relationship with yourself, I feel so important because you've got to live with you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. in this body, in this head. Like, so I think that's the big journey that we're actually all meant to be taking, but everyone's doing the one on the outside, Um, you know, and this is why, like, I've met so many people who, you know, they're pleasing everybody else. They've got the job, they've got the car, they've got the house, they've got the kids. They've got everything on the outside, but they're unfulfilled. Um, And it's because they're not pleasing themselves. They, and when you're not pleasing yourself, you're not um, giving yourself permission to live your life. What I found is you get resentful and the outside stuff isn't enough. You're not fulfilled. It's really empty and it's really lonely. It's really lonely. Even if you have so many people around you and it's a bit confusing to your ego, it's like, this doesn't make sense. I've got lots of people. I've got all this stuff. Why am I lonely? But it's because your relationship with yourself is a reflection of your relationship with everybody. So Mm -hmm. you can only go as deep with somebody else as you've gone with yourself. So this is, you know, this is where in my relationship with my husband, when we were having some issues two years ago, I was like, I need to go deeper in myself. Mm -hmm. I need to go deeper in myself so that I can connect deeper with him. Like, you know, that's where this looking within journey is so huge. Um, And yeah, just that, we do, we've got to live with ourselves. So, you know, taking the time, creating the space to just sit in stillness, sit in silence, read that book. Like I find um, powerful journal questions really helpful. You know, sometimes it's, I feel it's, we're asking the wrong question of ourselves. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, when I ask myself questions, if I put a how in front of it, I, I seem to find better answers than if I just go, why aren't I doing this? Or why can't I have that? Or I don't have this. Or, you know, if I go, how can I have more of that? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, when we think about self-love and our relationship with ourselves, how can I be more loving to myself? How can I show myself more love today? Or um, a word I love to use for self-love is soul nourishment. 
that to me just oh gets me feeling all the feels and takes the self-love and self-care from like the surface which is awesome we can do that we can do the baths and the the masks and you know the self-love for our bodies and all of that awesome but when I say like soul nourishment it helps me go to that deeper layer like getting under my skin and into my soul and being like what does my soul need to feel nourished you know how Mm -hmm. can I nourish my soul and when Mm -hmm. I started asking myself that question strangely what came out was time in the sun and I was like wow I (laughs) I would not have thought that but yeah so I just did it I was like the answer was sun's out I'm out that's the answer I got (laughs) sun's out I'm out and it's still a mantra I use today and literally if I've been you know doing work like this or I've been too much inside or anything when I go out in the sun I literally feel my soul recharging and lighting up and it's such a powerful anchor for me um Mm -hmm not to get a tan, to actually connect with my soul energy. So my soul energy is very much reflected in the sun and light. So it made so much sense when I just started to do it. I was like, I'm just going to do it because, you know, what's the worst that could happen? I get a tan. Um, And I went out and I loved it so much, but on a deeper level, you know, I just, my husband will joke that he loves seeing me sitting outside in the sun like that he makes him so happy because he knows I'm nourishing my soul and he knows if my soul's nourished then I can bring that nourishment into the home and our relationship and and all those things and you know when I first started this I just realized how depleted I was you know a lot Mm. of women that start on this self-love you know love relationship or soul nourishment I like to highlight that that because a lot of people don't talk about that like you know we were talking about integration like people don't always talk about that either they're the steps and the pieces that I think you need to know so that you know okay I'm not doing it wrong like Mm -hmm. failing this is part of the process and that Mm -hmm. realizing I was depleted was part of the process for me because I started going out there and I was like I'm so depleted I just, it was highlighting how empty I was. Um, But the more I did it, I could feel myself feeling, just slowly feeling, feeling, feeling. And and then the more I asked that question, how can I nourish my soul? Like more little pieces came in. Like, you know, I'm a mum and another really simple but funny one was to drink my coffee or tea hot. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I laugh, but like all the mums know what I mean. You know, mm-hmm. before I actually did this on a deeper level, I was like, oh, I drink, I can drink cold tea. Like, that's fine. You know, it's not fine. That was not mm-hmm. nourishing my soul. It was depleting that moment for me, that five minutes I had of stillness and being by myself. Like when you're a mum, own that five minutes, turn it up, allow it to be as nourishing as it possibly can. You know, and for me, that meant drinking it hot, you know, mm-hmm. Um you know, making it and making it like really intentionally, you know, putting love into that cup and then sitting and soaking that love up, like letting it get into my soul, you know, moving past that surface level. And the more I did that, this strange thing happened and I realized it's so easy for me to fill up when I'm present. Mm-hmm. When I'm in the moment, this, I, this light bulb went off. I was like, wow, 
it's so easy for me to fill up when I'm present and in the moment. You know, I don't, I used to think I need like a holiday or I need my kids to leave or I need all these big things to happen for me to be able to have this. And no, it became so simple when I actually just changed the question that I was asking and really it came back to being really present and just being so intentional in that moment and, you know, being able to receive that miracle, you know, the miracle of the sun, the miracle of a hot tea or, you know, having my lunch outside. That was another one, you know, just getting myself outside more around nature, but being present with it. So many of us are in nature a lot, but we're not present with it. We're not soaking up the tree's energy. You know, the more you, this strange thing happens, the more you appreciate a tree or like even a child, you know, a little baby, when you appreciate them, there's this exchange of energy that happens, but you've got to be present um, and really intentionally soaking the experience up, soaking the miracle up to receive the energy. And I realized I was doing it too so many of us are in nature and we're just like oh butterfly oh tree you know just Mm -hmm. passing by all this abundance all these miracles just you know and just focusing on what what we don't have or what's missing or you know how hard it is or you know asking those wrong questions like I was asking the wrong questions um but then it was like how how can I see these miracles more how can I be more present to them? How can I bring more of my presence? And this beautiful thing happens when we do that. We interrupt our brain and then our brain starts to find ways of how. But it becomes about how in to serve us, you know, Mm -hmm. like answers that will actually serve us to get the result or the feeling that we want. And this this blew my mind. Like just from asking a different question, I can direct my mind to find different answers that are going to get me a different result. It's it's amazing. And it's a skill that we all can do. We all all have access to. And and I found Mm -hmm. it got easier when I did that look within. You know, the more I looked within, the easier it got to like understand, okay, I can create this. I can change this. I can ask a different question. I can get a different answer. Like I can have a different experience. It's just so beautiful. So beautiful. I think it's so powerful. Yeah, same here. So many just aha moments in what you just said. And I was like, oh, yes, like I fully resonate with with your husband. Like I used to feel that going within was hard and painful Mm. and traumatizing. And there was a moment in my life when, I um, was going through some trauma and I used to meditate when things were so bad. So I linked meditation or going within when life was too hard to deal with. And so, yeah, like, so I created that, that link of something bad. And then once I kind of started to heal and, and learn more about meditation, learn more about going within and realize that, yeah, it, it doesn't have to be something that re-triggers you or yes. hurts you. Like you mentioned, it's so beautiful and just loving. And you're, yeah, so often we're just giving and giving and giving. But when we can yes. just come within and just, like you mentioned, our own medicine. Yeah, oh, receive yourself. Because I know mm-hmm. you have such a big heart like me. You love to give. And, yes. you know, I love what you said because it is the association 
or the meaning we create. Like nothing means anything, literally. There's no Mm -hmm. meaning to any of this. We create the meaning. Like it blows my mind. And so often we're creating meanings and associations that do not serve us, that do Mm -hmm. not feel good. And when we can bring conscious awareness to it, like you did, you shone light on that and that makes sense. Like your logical mind would go, well, that makes sense because you meditated when you had trauma, you know, so 100% makes sense. But you also get to change that association and, you know, and realize, well, it served me then, but, you know, how can I meditate now in a way that feels different or serves me in a way that actually empowers me or fills me up and it's not like because I know a lot of people have this association when they do a lot of the like child regression and you know you know childhood healing meditations and things and they are powerful but not if you have that negative association because it, it blocks you from wanting to go into that experience so for me you know making this association to going within and I love to meditate but I also just to love to sit with myself because I've done that I've changed that association that when Mm -hmm. I come within it's like receiving myself receiving my own love filling up on me um and like I said that it's like permission to be all of me like you know I, I I see it's like seeing my reflection and being like I love you no matter what you show me today you know, you know, I won't judge you. I will love you Mm -hmm. through this. Like there's a, um, a saying that we use in our home around our relationship. And we teach this to our clients in our relationship program. You can, it applies to us individually as well. So you cannot change somebody to love them. You have to love them to want to change. Mm. And this applies to us. We cannot change ourselves to love ourselves. You know, that's the outside. We cannot punish ourselves into being beautiful, you know, or feeling good about ourselves. We can't be critical and, you know, beat ourselves up. And, you know, I had, I was very critical of myself and I had to change that relationship. I had to realize that was not helping me love myself. Mm-hmm. I was doing, doing the opposite. So I had to first love myself to want to change. Yes. You know, and that means like seeing the ugly parts, seeing the dark parts. And let's just be very truthful and transparent. We all have them. Mm -hmm. All of us. Nobody is perfect. It doesn't exist. You know, it literally doesn't exist. Perfection does not exist, not even in nature. It's Mm -hmm. not real. And I started to, you know, have an association with perfect that it was the lowest form of connection. I was like, I'm going to change my relationship to perfect. Perfection Mm -hmm. is the lowest form of communication, connection, authenticity. I mean, you cannot be authentic. You cannot live as who you are because you're not perfect if your goal is perfection. Mm-hmm. So I ha- I changed that relationship so that I was like, wow, I want, like for me, it, I deeply desire to live my life fully expressed as the truest, most authentic version of my soul. You know, that's what I'm here to do. And that there's room for that to grow and evolve, but not if I'm committed to perfection. Mm-hmm. 
So I had to really look at that and go, well, I'm, I'm willing to divorce or break up with perfection to marry authenticity. Yes, truth, I love that. You know, and truth and like who I am, you know, I, I was ready to marry who I am so that I can be that person because we all know this, but we don't embody it. There's no one else for you to be but you. Yes. There's no one else for me to be but me. And it's like, yeah, I feel that, like that weight of like, oh, all I need to do is come within and be more of me, you know, let go of that perfectionism and realize that if I keep holding on to trying to be perfect, I can't actually be me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that is, you've, I had to learn that I needed to let go of that in order to become a more authentic version of me. And it would mean I was going to lose some things, you know, that's part of growth. But it was amazing. The things I lost, I didn't even want. Blew my mind. I just, I got it out. I was like, and I helped my husband do this. I remember saying to him when he was, you know, starting to take this journey, I was like, what is that thing you're really scared of? What is that thing deep in you that's blocking you from just, being who you are, just being authentically expressed. And he was like, oh, and I've asked for his permission to share this, so don't worry. We're in a very open relationship. We, <laughs> If you follow <laughs> us, you'll know we share pretty much everything and, and we're full open disclosure about it. Um, and he said, wow, I'm scared of losing friends. And I said, okay, awesome. So that's a valid thing to be scared of. Some people are scared of losing family, friends, loved ones. And his specific was friends. I said, okay, now that you've said it out loud and got it out of your head, because it, you know, it always sounds bigger in the head. When you speak it out, you're like, okay, there's some truth. What do you feel when you say that? And he said, well, I don't really see a lot of those friends that I'm worried about losing. I said, yeah, you don't, do you? He said, no, I don't see them. So I haven't, I'm not actually going to lose anything. Because I, he doesn't see them on a regular basis. They, um, they don't catch up regularly. They don't have talk, you know, they don't talk regularly. He was like, you know, to some people, they would probably not be, they probably wouldn't even know that they're my friends because I, it's really not what I would define a friendship. And mm-hmm. I said, okay, so now we're getting closer to the truth. So I said, so how do you feel now? So if you are going to be authentic, you're going to lose these friends that you've actually got clear about that are not actually friends. You don't do anything that you would define that you do with friends with these people. So, and they haven't even told you they're going to break up with you as a friendship, but this is all in you. So you're internalizing it, but you're realizing even if I do lose them, I don't catch up with them. I don't talk to them regularly when, you know, we don't, we don't have the same interests. So they actually don't fit his definition of a friend anyway. So I said, awesome. So what are we going to gain on the other side then if we be authentic and we let go of these friends that we don't even have? And he was like, friends that I want, friends that meet my definition of like the friend that I want to attract into my life. And I was like, yes. And he, we laughed about it. He was like, that's amazing. I said, I know. I had to do the same thing with myself, but about perfectionism. So mm-hmm. I went through that same process for perfectionism, you know, because 
I know a lot of women who do everything perfectly. I was the same, you know, and it, it appears to be meeting some needs. And that's why we hold on to it. You know, it appears to be ticking some boxes of getting what we want. But when I looked at my perfectionism, I was like, I actually desire to be truly authentically expressed. So my perfectionism is not allowing me to do that. So mm-hmm. I'm never going to achieve my goal. So yes, by being perfect, I was pleasing people. I was getting those short hits of appreciation, you know, um, those kind of things. But I realized they, they weren't enough because I, in those relationships that I had where I was being perfect, they felt draining. When I yes. spoke it out loud, I was like, these relationships feel draining. They don't feel like love. They feel like I'm giving, 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 and there's not much receiving. They feel like hard work. They feel like very high expectations, not high standards, high expectations. So mm-hmm. the relationship just felt like pressure. You know, I, I was going into those relationships feeling stressed because I was like, oh, I've got to maintain this level of perfectionism. You know, they expect mm-hmm. me to do those things. They expect me to plan all the get-togethers. They, you know, I'm the organizer. I, you know, when I realized I was the one putting myself in that box, not everybody else, you know, I was teaching them how to treat me by how I was yeah. treating myself. Mm-hmm. I, was te- I was teaching them what I would tolerate by what I was tolerating from them. Like these were massive light bulb moments for me and ahas. And I was like, this relationship to perfectionism is not serving me. It's literally killing me. Like I had a moment where I ended up, um, I was at a hairdresser's and she noticed a bald spot about 20 centimeters in my head, in my hair when she was doing my hair, that's never happened. And, um, And I broke down crying, not because of the physical hair loss. That would have been okay. That's totally okay. I'm, you know, I don't think that's vain at all. You can get upset about those things. But for me, it was deeper. I felt it in my soul that this perfectionism was eating away at my soul. Mm-hmm. Eating away at who I wow. really am, you know, and preventing me from that goal, that desire in my soul, that calling that I had, which was to be the truest, you know, freest, most beautiful expression of my soul, the most authentic expression. And in that moment, I just decided it was done. I was like, I'm changing my relationship to perfectionism. That's it. This is not going to kill me because, you know, I went to the doctors, had all the tests done. Everything was okay. She said, there, it makes no sense for this to happen based on the test results. But how are you living your life? And I was like, well, high stress. You know, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what perfectionism is. It's my cortisol was so Hi, when you're under that amount of pressure to perform and be better than you were last time, there's no room for mistakes. Yes. And the truth of mistakes is that's how you learn. That was another association I had to change. I didn't, I wasn't comfortable with making mistakes. Now I love making mistakes. I'm like, how fast can I fail? I want to fail fast. Because if I fail fast, that's just a stepping stone to my greatness, to Mm -hmm. my my authenticity to my soul's truth you know and it really helped me realize that literally nobody nobody ever gets to their greatness or discovers the truth of who they are without making mistakes you look through Mm -hmm. history all the greatest women in the world they've all made mistakes 
none of them got up there and said, I'm perfect. I never make a mistake. I, I was just born perfect. It's, you know, that's it. I, all I do is perfection. You know, not, none of them did that. They, they shared what they overcame. They shared how those challenges made them into something. And that like, you know, I know for motherhood, my, my definition or my association became, it's the making of me. You know, motherhood's been the making of me because of what the challenges I've had to overcome, you know, not because it was easy, not because my children are perfect, not because I'm perfect and I'm just this perfect parent. No, because I rise to those challenges and I'm like, okay, I need to learn something from this. I made a mistake here. Like, what's the lesson? Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. lesson's the gold. But I couldn't for years. I wasn't getting the gold. You know, I was literally a, on the surface in my perfectionism and the gold's deeper. You know, I, I have a little saying, um, no pain, no gain. You know, I'm sure you've heard it before. People apply it to the gym, you know, working out at the gym. I know my husband, this is how I helped him move into the pain and be okay with it. I was like, in the gym, babe, when you're going to the next rep, you know, and you've got to go up in weights, what do you need to do? And he's like, you've got to go into the pain. Otherwise, you don't get the gain. I said, exactly. And that's what we have to do within ourselves. You know, I had to go into the pain of what perfectionism was doing to my health physically, emotionally, spiritually, like on every level, go seven levels deep into myself and be like, this perfectionism, nothing good is coming from this. You know, I might have those friends that appreciate me or whatever. It, when I went seven levels deep and I really unpacked that, I was like, it's not serving me it's not enough to hold on to anymore. So I just let it go. I just dropped it. I was like, nope, I'm, I'm on that, that path now of authenticity. You know, how can I be more authentically expressed in myself and my soul and the truth of who I'm here to be? And there's so much freedom in that. There's so mm -hmm. much inner peace. Oh, the inner peace that I got from just permission to be myself. Was oh, yeah mind-blowing like full body goosebumps it was so soul freeing and then the amount of love I could feel for myself you know when I gave myself that permission I had so much more love and compassion for myself you know when I could look at it that way and was like wow you know the more I go within myself the more I let go of these surface level things that might be appreciated by society on the surface, but I'm telling you, they are not appreciated by my soul. You know, my soul was literally like, right, how many more of those do we need to let go of so we can get to the truth of who you are? You know, who you are, what you're here for, what you're made of, like what you're really here to do and create and be, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it was it was a life-changing moment for me and just has been so freeing. And I, I just love talking to other women who are open to unlocking that part of themselves, you know, because you hold the key. I held the key too. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. We're thinking that all these people on the outside, like if I could just make them love me more, if I could just make my husband love me, if they could just tell me they're proud of me, if they could just tell me I'm enough. No, you don't need it. You hold the key. You put that key inside yourself. You give that gift to yourself. Wow. 
you no longer need that external validation or approval or acceptance or, you know, it no longer becomes about fitting in. I mean, it's such a low level of emotion. I mean, what do we get from fitting in? Like, oh, I fit in, you know, cool. Like, and (laughs) who, who are you trying to fit in with as well? That was another question. I was like, okay, what room am I trying to fit in with? What people? Do, do these people have what I want? Do they have the relationships I want? Are they doing the things I want to do? Mm-hmm. Are they excited about their life? Oh, okay, no, they're not actually ticking any of the boxes of what I want. So why am I trying to fit into that room? I get mm-hmm. to choose another room, you know, and fit in with those women. And what happens when I try and fit in with them? Wow, they unlock more of me. They help me see more of my own beauty my own gifts that's amazing they're not Mm -hmm. they're not they're not telling me to sacrifice they're not telling me that they're only you know that love's conditional and that I need to do you know xyz to get their love they're not telling me that no way you know they're loving on themselves they're celebrating themselves they're putting themselves first they're doing Mm -hmm. that look within they're facing themselves you know they're not blaming other people and they're not trying to make anyone fit in they're like girls stand out that's yes. what they're saying they're like I'm a standout you stand out too everybody get their crowns out you know like I yes. love it I'm like <laughs> yes it took me so long to get around these women and I'm like it's it makes me emotional and gives me goosebumps because I'm like it's so beautiful you know this is how women were always meant to operate like you know we were always meant to be lifting each other up like we were always meant to be sitting in circle holding each other's hands saying i believe in you you know i believe in me so i believe in you like it's that same thing in all of us so yes. beautiful and so powerful but we have to first unlock it in ourselves and that was the key for me i was like i need to go within myself mm-hmm. i need to love myself i need to accept myself you know this it's it has to be done like there's no going around it going over it like you have to go through it it's like and it was you know it can I understand like we said it can for some people be a bit painful in the beginning you know that first you know little bit that you go in it can be like oh there's a bit of pain but we have a little bit of pain for a long-term gain or we have a little bit of gain so like fitting in with everybody you know getting that quick sugar hit quick dopamine oh you know a little bit of gain like a bit of validation bit of acceptance for what long-term pain because mm-hmm. I've got to live with myself I've got to live with myself and I can't like live my own life it's like yeah. you're living Not always it's crazy isn't it and Mm -hmm. I can't judge these women listening or anyone listening because that was me too but I I want you to wake up faster than I did learn from my mistake like your life is your life Mm -hmm. isn't what a concept nobody can live your life but you nobody knows how to live your life but you so why are we asking everybody else around us why are we trying to fit in why are we trying to do what they're doing it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense, does it? When you look at it like that, you're like, there's a my in front of my life, my, me, yeah. you know, not you. <laughs> it's, and, but 100%. it's mind-blowing, you know, but mm-hmm. I know you've done a lot of this journey, taking your power back and like, no, yeah. mm-hmm. my life, I get to choose. 
what feel good what feel what feels good to me and when you get around the right women they love that they're like i love that you give yourself permission and every time you give yourself permission that gives me more permission that's yeah. awesome like let's celebrate like that that's it's not that like only you can do it or only i can do it it's like no if we can do it and give ourselves permission then you know girlfriend hear this and say this is your sign this is your permission. This is your time. You get to do this too. And that mm-hmm. they're the women you want to be standing out with. They're the rooms yeah. you want to be in. It's like, it's like you catch this love. You catch this truth and, and like this remembrance that like words don't even do it justice. You feel it in your body. I know you know what I mean, Abby. Like mm-hmm. when you're in that, in that room with those women and you just feel closer to your own soul yeah 100% yeah they're closer to their own soul and their authentic self and they love who they are so you're like oh I feel closer to that in me that's so powerful that's so Mm -hmm. beautiful like there is nothing weak about that you know I had to change that view as well you know because it brings up a lot of vulnerability when you're bearing yeah. your heart like that. And I used to think, oh, that's weak. You know, being perfect, you, you're always happy, you're always positive. Mm-hmm. You know, I realized that's negative. It's not positive to be happy all the time when that's not how you truly feel. You know, that's mm-hmm. not loving. That's not loving. All of our emotions are just energy. They're just energy emotion. They all have a gift. You know, I, I, I embrace them all in that look within journey. Now I can actually embrace them all because I'm not judging them. I'm not like, oh, mm-hmm. you're, you're not happy. You're not positive. Go away. You know, not welcome here. I'm like, no, you're all the parts of me. I love you. And such a beautiful thing happens, I feel, when you do this. Like not only do you give friends and other women permission in your life, but I gave my kids permission. I'm a mom. I know you're a mom. Like it's such a powerful gift oh, to like give your kids permission to be seen, heard, felt, and just validated in what it is because you know in relationships in love logic does not rule emotions Mm -hmm. rule emotions rule our feelings rule but if we can't feel them in ourselves if we can't go there within ourselves then it's you're in a world of pain trying to go there with like your partner or your children or a friend you know I don't know if you've ever experienced this Abby but I know women can be terrible at this when we get together and someone's in pain, we can do this thing where we like try and make it better. Like, oh, no, Mm -hmm. don't worry. No, it's fine. It's not your fault. Don't worry about it. No, like, girl, don't even think about it. Like, just let it go. Just, you know, that's not helpful. You know, when we are avoiding the, Mm -hmm. the thing, you know, if our friend's in pain, you know, sitting with her, letting her feel what she needs to feel and letting her know that we believe that she's strong enough to feel it and get through the other side, that's love. Yeah. You know, then, oh, getting yes, then she, she can have a transformation in that moment. You're really serving your friend then, you know, and you're really serving yourself. What I realized is I used to do that too. So again, no judgment. But what I realized, what I was doing when I was doing that, is I didn't feel comfortable in their pain. Mm. Yeah, because we, we live in a society of like, oh, no, pain is failure. You know, and when I was a perfectionist, pain was a sign of you're failing, turn around, what are you doing? Like, don't feel pain, mm-hmm. you know? 
But when I broke up with perfectionism and I was marrying authenticity, I was like, wow, I can embrace pain now. Pain has a powerful purpose. There's lessons in pain. Pain can be beautiful. Pain doesn't have to be suffering. It doesn't have to be hard. It can be powerful. I mean, when I started to look at my life, I was like, wow, it's the most painful experiences that actually shape me, that actually help me access my power, help me remember Mm -hmm. who I was. I don't want to sugarcoat that. And I was like, oh, wow, I don't want to sugarcoat that in myself. And I definitely don't want to do that to my loved ones. I don't want to do that to my husband. I don't want to do that to my children. I don't want to do that to my sisters, my friends. Because if I'm sugarcoating and like dusting over and like trying to make it okay, they miss the lesson. They They miss the gold. We're on the surface. They might feel okay after lunch. So when we leave them, when we're just being like, it's okay, it's okay, I love you, like ignore them. They might feel okay during lunch, but then they'll leave lunch and then they're still stuck with their pain because nobody Mm -hmm. wanted to listen to their pain. No one wanted to hear about it, you know. And when you give someone permission to just like freely without judgment go, this is my pain and just sit in it, you don't judge it. You're just like, yeah, just sit in it for a moment. It passes so quickly, so quickly because it's just energy. Once it's seen, once it's heard, once it's validated, it's like, okay, move on whereas what we do is like strangle it like I was doing it too like strangle the pain like and suppress it and push it down and like no I'm not going to feel you you're not going to be seen you're not going to be heard and you know we know when someone does that to us or we do it to a child what happens you eventually explode you flip your lid you're like could the pressure from not being able like no permission to be seen literally Mm. makes you boil over and it's energy. So eventually it will come out because energy cannot be contained. So, and it will come out at the worst times, doesn't it? Like when we don't do do this look within journey, when we don't make the time, like we said, like so vital, so important that we make the time, create the space, these Mm -hmm. safe space to have this sacred time to go within and process these things because it comes out at the worst time. You go to a party, you have a little bit to drink and then, oh, Mm -hmm. it comes out. Or you're at like your your in-laws or your parents and it's a family dinner and then, oh, you know, it comes out and you're like, oh God, this is just the most horrible experience, you know. But when it starts to come out, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just Mm -hmm. energy and it's going to keep coming until it's finished. So I just changed my relationship to that again. I was like, let's just sit in the pain and let's sit in the pain in a safe space where I'm comfortable, like in my room with cacao, with candles, with incense, whatever you need to do to like make it feel good for you, where I can be with it, I can see it, I can feel it, and then I can move through it, you know, and then I can go, wow, because I've felt it all, like I know you know this, Abby, people often say like, well, how do I know I've let go of it? you've felt it all. Yeah. That's it. We cannot think our feelings. So many people say, well, I think, no, you cannot think your feelings. They're feelings for a reason. You must feel your feelings to let them go. It's like there's there's a real clue in that. Feelings, they must be felt. Um, I feel the same about self-love. Self, it must come from the self. You know, that's why you have to receive your own medicine. It's like there's a clue in the names of these things. It means come back to you. You know, you have to do it for you. And 
that's what feelings are. And and when you learn to just sit with them and, you know, the first few times, yeah, it's a bit awkward, but it's like anything. It's not wrong. It's new. You're learning something new. You're doing something new. It's going to feel awkward. And when you break up with perfectionism, it's like, cool, I'll just get better next time. Or I learned from that, you know, and does it really matter? I mean, does feelings have to look, feeling your feelings have to look a perfect way? Like, really? I mean, it's crazy. It just starts to break down all these walls, doesn't it? It's like nothing Mm -hmm. has to look anyway. It can just look the way that it looks for Abby. It can just look the way that it looks for Aston and for everybody and that be enough, you know, that be enough. But, you know, the suppressing, the denying, the avoiding, I mean, the more I tried to avoid it, the more I was creating it in my life. So it was like Aston you know, that bold spot, like that moment, that time, it was like, you're just creating more pain. You're creating more stress. You're trying to avoid stress. You're creating more. So why don't you do the opposite? Like what you avoid, you create. So I was like, cool, let's just go into it. Let's stop avoiding it. Let's face it and then see what happens. And when I faced it, it was a total different experience on the other side, you know, so freeing and just so much more love, so much more love you know, for myself, for other people, I could be more compassionate about other people's journeys because I'd actually experienced my own, you know, so many of us are on our journeys, but we're not experiencing them. You know, mm-hmm. we're not, we're not actually in them where, you know, we're watching the journey from the sidelines, you know, not actually walking the path with our own feet. Mm-hmm. A complete different experience if you're looking out at yourself to like looking in it's completely different you're gonna oh, yeah. get total different experience you know um yeah it's so powerful I think it's yeah. just so important and yeah I just I love it I love talking about <laughs> it it's 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 like oxygen to my soul it's like oh <laughs> well, I love that too because I mean, again, like I can fully resonate with everything you're saying. Like I I could just listen to you speak for hours and hours. I'm like, oh, tell me more. You're my soul sister. (laughs) Yes, 100%. (laughs) But it's like I remember I was, um, and that whole perfectionism and that I used to kind of um, show up to work or show up anywhere really being the best, you know, like that perfectionism. I have to be the best. I have to be the hardest worker. I have to give the most, you know, I have to, have to, have to. And, you know, I was creating all illnesses for myself as well. And, you know, I struggled with anxiety for years and it was all that, all I wanted. And I remember it was like my soul saying, like, we just need to rest or, hey, I just want to sit on the couch and watch a movie with the kids. And, and that's what it was saying. But my mind and I guess the limiting beliefs in that chatter was like, but you're lazy and you're a yeah. failure and how dare you? You know, why don't you want to work 16 hours a day? What, you know, how dare you want to spend time with your family? Like, ew. Yes. And, and that, and I mean, I know that that, those whispers, I mean, that was a learnt, learnt yeah. beliefs that it's I've not, received, yeah. you know, from my childhood. It's not your childhood, voice. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't and mine. Yeah, it was conditioning or family. And yeah. some of us have one or two of these voices or a committee. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, you go to make a decision. It's like you sit down at a table and there's like 100 people giving you their opinion <laughs> inside yeah. your head. And what makes me laugh is we all have this, but no one talks about it. Like yeah. we, li- we literally, every single one of us has a voice in our head. Mm-hmm. But we're all acting like out here in, on the surface, like, oh, no, no. 
no, no, nothing's yeah. going on inside. Like, no, I'm not talking to myself or, you know, and it's like, it's okay. Like, I just want to free your soul. We all have it. We've all got yes. at least one, probably two. They're normally in conflict. They're normally having mm-hmm. a fight, you know, and then it's our yes. soul that's like our actual voice that's whispering in between, you know, like, hello, come <laughs> home, take a break, you know, and it normally says the opposite to whatever the ego is saying and whatever those voices are saying, because those voices are literally, they're not yours. They're not your life. They're not you. They're not your dreams. They're not what you want, um, you know, and it's about getting bringing consciousness to it like I have those voices too and my husband laughs at me all the time I taught him how to have a conversation with them he because he was like well how do you deal with it I was like I just talk to it I just give my soul permission like I see it as like a car and I'm like all right I've only got one voice in my head but um I know some people have several or a committee and I'm like okay um you're getting the back seat you're going in Mm -hmm. the back seat now you can give it a name, whatever. I just literally direct mine. Backseat, soul's driving. And it knows. Like my soul is like, whoa, comes forward. And, <laughs> and like, that voice is like, Ugh. and it tries, it still tries, but my soul takes over. And do that enough times and the, the voice gets quieter. You break the pattern, you know, and I do it afraid. I say to my husband and my kids all the time, how do I do it? I do it afraid. The fear doesn't go away. And that's what that voice is trying to do. It's trying to let, you know, it tells you it's trying to keep you safe, but you're not five anymore. You're, a, you're an adult. You're a grown woman. It's now trying to keep you comfortable. Yes. Comfortable. So I had that real talk with mine. I was like, yay, thank you for keeping me safe as a child. That pattern now is only keeping me comfortable. And comfortable is not feeling comfortable. Let's just be honest. I was in pain. I was in pain and suffering when I was comfortable. It was Mm -hmm. not a place I wanted to be. So I was like, I'm now going to love getting uncomfortable because if comfortable doesn't feel good, then the opposite has got to feel better. So then that's what I told that voice. I was like, I'm here to grow. So that means I'm here to get uncomfortable. So comfortable doesn't feel good to me. So you get in the back and let the soul drive because the soul is comfortable with uncomfortable because yeah. the soul goes, I just do it afraid. I don't need to be perfect. I just do it afraid. And the mm-hmm. more times I do that, the more I build my courage. Like I say to women all the time, you know, courage and confidence isn't doesn't come from being perfect. No. It, it doesn't, it comes from facing your fear. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, you actually have to feel the fear and do it anyway. It's a dance. You do it afraid. You don't spend your energy trying to get rid of the fear. You just channel the fear. I literally, you know, before everything, I'm like, okay, fear, let's come through. We're doing it afraid. So come in, come into the, the arena and let's dance. Let's dance through this, you know, because I know that that fear is just feelings, you know, it's just energy. It's just emotion. It's not personal. Um, it doesn't mean I'm going to fail. It doesn't mean I'm not enough. It doesn't mean I shouldn't try. It's just feelings. And, and I was a perfectionist. And what I find with a lot of perfectionists is we use the word stress or fear to just um, disguise this feeling of like, I'm nervous or I'm, you know, I'm scared. And, you know, that nervous energy can be positive. Like that anxious, yeah. you know, anxious energy doesn't have to have a negative 
association. You know, if I've got some anxious energy, but I'm also excited, I'm like, this means I should do this thing. Mm -hmm. It's making me feel alive. My body is alive. This is a positive sign. It means I should go into this. It means I should give it a go. I should Mm -hmm. do, I should just do my best and that my best is enough, you know, not perfect. I will get it wrong and I will make mistakes. And I free myself straight away. I'm like, we're doing it afraid and I'll make a mistake. I will get it wrong, but I'm okay with that. Because like I said, they're stepping stones to my greatness. So Mm -hmm. I'm okay with mistakes. I'm okay with failing because I know that it's literally part of the process to success. You, You can't have the success by like jumping over all those other stones of failure and mistakes. You won't get the, you won't get the success. And I know you know this, you know, you've been through things and you're like, I've, I've had to learn each of those lessons and you can't learn them unless you made the mistake. Yeah. Like, you literally can't. Like how else do we learn something? You I know? get so excited for that. You know, like I'm, Yeah. Every time oh. it's like life feels like it's a little bit hard, I'm like, oh, this is yes. going to be a zero to hero story. This yes. is going to be that moment in life. When I say I went through that and now I'm on the other side, like it excites me so much. Yes, there's a learning in this. There's gold in this. There's a gift in this. Like I feel the same. I'm on the edge and I'm like, yeah, I feel the fear, but I'm like, let's go. Let's go because I'm curious. I'm like, I get curious. I'm like, what's the lesson? What's the thing? Who am I going to become? What is this going to teach me? Like, what, what am I going to let go of? Like, you know, making it fun, getting curious. Like we all have that childlike innocence inside of us, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, just look to your kids. Like when my kids were learning to walk or anything, I didn't like get angry at them every time they fell and was like, you didn't take that step perfectly. Your feet were not, you know, correctly aligned or, you know, it's just crazy. Like mm-hmm. we don't do that to our kids. Why would we do that to ourselves? You know, our kids are literally looking at us like, why are they so angry? Why are yes. they so stressed? Guys, we're all just doing life. Just fall and get back up. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Like, what, our kids are literally looking at us confused. Like, mum, you just fell. Oh, good. Learn the lesson. Get back up. It's the same as when I learned to ride my bike. It's the same as when I learned to ride my scooter. It's the same as when I learned to ride my skateboard. Like, at every level, kids have, like, accepted that they're going to fall Mm -hmm. they just accept it so then they fly it's just incredible I like I look to my kids to learn lessons all the time I'm like they're closer to the soul and like the universe God creator whatever you believe in than we are they've got less filters so I'm like I look in their eyes and I'm like how would you do this how would you see this how would you approach this okay I'm gonna do it that way (laughs) you know yeah and it's so much it's way more fun. Like it's funner. Mm-hmm. Like you learn the lesson faster. Um, it's just more loving, you know, way more loving. Yeah. And I think as well when we give things that different meaning, like what we've mentioned before, yes, you know, so huge. like just kind of I'm thinking back. So I used to, and again with the, the triggers, you know, um, so I used to think rapid breathing meant anxiety attack, yes. right? Yes. So then when I go to do mm. breath work, I'm like, no, no, I'm going to, it's too much. I'm going to have an yep. anxiety attack. It's too much. And it was like, again, what, what was I 
connecting in with myself you know I was putting yes. meaning to that that was in the negative and it's like you know like we were just saying once you fall it's not a bad thing it's a good yes, thing it's a you good know, and it's, thing yeah, yeah. associating and it with a negative word association just literally flip it on its yes. head like turn it upside down mm-hmm. like who told us that was the right way and then look yeah. at them look at them are they happy do they have what they want are they like struggling or are they flying no. So it's, yes. it's like when you break it down like that, you're like, this is crazy. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Just do the opposite. That makes more sense. Um, yeah. And even with triggers, like I literally flipped triggers on their head and was like, triggers equal truth. Yes. So when I'm like in a relationship setting, we get in relationships. It's like the perfect place to get triggered, you know, intimate relationship. Um, and that I shared that with my husband. I was like, because I could take his triggers so much easier than he could. And he was like, How? And I said, well, my relationship with triggers is triggers equals truth. You're unlocking some truth in me that I can't see because I have two eyes, but I can't see myself. I can only see myself in my reflection. You're looking into me so you can see into me and you're pulling out a trigger and bringing it right in front of my eyes. So I didn't see it as like I've failed, I'm broken, I'm wrong, I'm not doing it right. I didn't see it as any of that. I was like, oh, okay. That brought up emotion. That's a trigger. That equals truth. How can I unpack this more? There's a blessing underneath that if I can actually dive into it. And every time I do this, the thing that I'm triggered about, um, it's a pattern or something that I need to move through. It's not who I am. Mm-hmm. Not who I am. So it's literally helping me to just get closer to the truth. Yes. Every one of those triggers is helping me get closer to the truth. And we all need that help. You know, we all need that help. That's why we're in relationships so that we get these reflections of what we can't see in ourselves. That's why we mm-hmm. have coaches and mentors and we do this work. Like I will never not have a coach or a mentor. I will never not be doing this work. I've been this on this path like since I was 16 and I won't stop. I'll never stop reading the book. So, you know, I, I have this... Um, belief with myself that I never want to get to the end you know because if I think I know it all then I'm done it's over Mm. I've learned it all I don't want to get to the end I love the journey so much that I'm like oh there's more like I can't wait to see what's around the other corner like what's next what am I going to overcome next what am I going to move through next like I love the journey so much that like I do I love the destination but I really value the journey so much more because I just see the gifts in the journey. Um, And that really helps if you're a perfectionist. Like that really helped me break up with my perfectionism because I, before I did this, it was like, oh, I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when I get to that destination. And then I got, I'd get there and I couldn't even celebrate because it wasn't perfect or I'd made a mistake or it wasn't how I'd expected. Like I was so attached to the way it needed to look. Whereas when I started to love the journey, I was like, I'm like, I can trust that it looks the way it's meant to look. So mm-hmm. I can have a vision, but then I can let go and I can trust that, wow, this, I, and literally most of the time it looks better than I could have imagined because, you know, I'm able to then tap into infinite possibilities or infinite ways that this could work out instead of like the two ways that that voice in my head's giving me, you know, <laughs> yes. like this way or that way. And it's like, well, that's really boring. And both of them seem really hard and they're going to take a lot of time. 
and frustrating and all the things. So I was like, it just makes sense to go, okay, there are two. And now I'm going to go to my soul. I'm going to let go. I'm going to be open. I'm just going to enjoy the ride, enjoy the journey and then see where it goes. And yeah, I'm going to have to take action along the way. And there's things I'm going to do. It doesn't just happen by itself, but it happens so much easier when I stop like just directing how it has to happen and controlling all the parts. Like, oh my God, the control. It's, mm. so, it's insane. Like I had to literally learn. It was, it blew my mind that when I let go of control, I actually had more control. It's such yes. a mind thing. Even when I say it now, I'm like, every time I let go of control, I get more control. How is that? Like, I get more control over my emotions, my my body. When whenever I let go, I get more control over my mind when I let go. And it like every time it still amazes me. It's like so incredible because we're taught the opposite. Yes. We're taught control every piece and then you'll be safe. Control everything, control the outcome, control every step. And it, when I did that, I did not feel safe. I felt very alone. I felt like a lot of pressure. Like it was all on me, a lot of expectation, a lot of fear, a lot of fear. So to me, it was like a no-brainer. Like I was like, I'm controlling everything and, and, and in a relationship, oh, my goodness, with a masculine man, when you have that amount of control, like, you know, like yeah. it was. Recipe for disaster. So toxic, you know, like mm. we, we could not get on the same page. There was no int- intimacy. There was no love. Like. He couldn't step up. It was like I was being the man of the house. Like I was like, and I didn't want to be the man of the house. Like it's like I was saying like be the man and then I want to be taken care of. And it's like, well, you can't, if you cannot let somebody in to take care of yourself because you're controlling everything and everyone, um, mm-hmm. sorry, there's no space or time for me to actually take care of you. I was like, I had to realize I was not allowing my husband to take care of me. I was not allowing him to look after me. I mean, he there was no time space energy there was nowhere for him to go because I was controlling everything so mm-hmm. you know it just it was this like and it's amazing I know you know this Abby when you notice it in one area like how we do one thing is how we do everything so I noticed it in myself and then I could see it in my relationship and then see it with my kids and then see it at work and then you know see it everywhere and it was just like wow wow if mm-hmm. I just let go of control and perfection in this just now just like let it go it's going to have this beautiful ripple effect in every other area of my life there's going to be so much more love so much more energy so much more life Mm -hmm. so much Mm -hmm. more joy and happiness and peace if I can just let go of that one thing I was like Mm -hmm. I can do that I had had enough pain that I was like you know pain is a great motivator for change like for all human beings and it's sad that some of us have to go through so much pain that it like nearly takes our life. Like, it's like, I'm like, seriously, it, in one way it's good to have a high pain threshold. And then other ways I'm like, maybe it's not, you know, like, you know, I've kind of trained my nervous system to like feel a bit of pain and go, okay, let's go into it. Let's solve it now. Let's Mm -hmm. not wait until it's like a big pussy wound that needs like medical attention, you know? Yeah. I, I want to get it at the scratch now. Like, I'm like, oh, there's a scratch there. There's a little bit of pain. Let's go into it now. Because if I go into it now, I can get the lesson now. I don't need to go through the excruciating long process 
wait until it's all pussy and horrible and, you know, he's going to take weeks and it's, you know, going to need like lots of counselling and like talking about the problem. And, you know, I don't, I try and make it as painless as possible by like seeing the scratch and going, let's look at the scratch or the red flag or whatever it is, you know, you'll get a sign. Like we know we get signs all the time that like, or, and as a woman, you just intuitively feel it in your body. You logically can't make sense, but when there's a problem, you intuitively feel it, especially if you're connected to your feminine, you'll intuitively just feel, you'll be like, oh, something's off with the kids or something's off in the home or Mm -hmm. I can't put the words to it, but I can feel it. So then I, I feel that now and I acknowledge it and I go into it and I'm like, what is that? Like I go within, I'm like, what is that? And it's like a superpower because you can know the pain or the problem before it even shows itself when you do that, you know, and then mm-hmm. you've, got, you've got that edge. And as a, as a mum, you want to have that edge, you know, in business, you want to have that edge. You want to be like, oh, you want to be one step ahead. Um, mm-hmm. and when we can feel our feelings and tap into it in our body and our feminine, then we can. And it's like, and we can see that pain as a gift, you know, that's again of being like, this is the pain. I'll go into the pain. It doesn't have to be a struggle. I can just go in because I know that pain equals gain. So I actually love my pain. I'm like, let's go pain. What do we, what do we need to dance through? What do we need to feel? You know, I dance through my pain a lot. Sometimes I have to put a song on that triggers the pain. If it's, you know, if I can't access it, I put a song on that triggers it. And I'm like, let's bring it out now. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's do it in this safe space. Let's, let's move that energy now you know, let's cry those tears, let's scream, let's punch that pillow, like, let's get it out now, you know, so Mm -hmm. that I'm not like spit firing it and projecting it on somebody that I love, you know. And it's huge, Mm -hmm. because I know people remember how you make them feel. They really remember how how you make them feel, you know. So you could do all the loving things in the world for somebody, You, you could do it all perfectly. But if you're not making them feel that love, because you can't feel it in you, that's all they'll remember. And I know mm-hmm. we all know this universally because we've had, you know, role models or parents or whatever who did everything on the surface or partners or, you know, did everything on the surface, but it wasn't enough on the inside because they yeah. didn't make you feel loved. They didn't make you feel like you mattered, you know, because mm-hmm. they, they couldn't feel that in themselves. Like, that's why, you know, the word I love you is great, but the feeling of I love you, yes. you know, so much more powerful, mm-hmm. so much more powerful. And, you know, I find it even more powerful when I receive it from myself. You know, yes. when, I, when I hold myself and I'm like, I love you. I'm proud of you. You're doing such a good job. I like instant goosebumps, instant tears. I'm like... I love me. This is so beautiful. Like it just feels so good, you know? And it's like, again, we can give it to ourselves. We can receive our own medicine. And, you know, it just, it has so much more meaning and power and potency, potency when we're able to feel the pain as well. You know, like I, I always say to women and um, I had to, my husband had to learn this, that when we turn down the pain, we turn down the love. Mm, yes like so I get it like life's hard and there's challenges so to try and cope you like turn down the pain 
just, mm-hmm. turn, just turn it down a bit so I can't feel it. But when you do that, you turn down the pain, you turn down the love, you turn down the pain, you turn down the joy, you turn down yeah. the pain, you turn down the happiness. And my ha- husband had this realization, like we would be in the same experience with our children and my level of joy would be so much higher than his. And he'd be like, why, why can't I let myself feel that level of joy that you're feeling? And I was like, well, babe, you can't let yourself feel the level of pain that I let myself feel. And he was like, oh, you nailed it. He's like, I, you know, his old relationship with pain was that it, it was failing and to avoid it at all costs, you know, sugarcoat it, tell a half truth. Don't be, you know, don't get it out there. Tell someone you're fine when you're not like, you know, a lot of men have this conditioning, but a lot of women really as well, you know, the whole good boy, good girl, you know, do the right thing, you know, kind of. Don't want to burden anyone with your, your pain or your thoughts and emotions. Yeah. Yeah, 100% 100%. relate. And then what I shared with my husband was when you're with somebody who's like you and they're turning down their pain, so they're not telling you the pain with their words, how do you feel in their presence? And he said, oh, it feels heavy. Mm. feels hard. It, it's painful. The conversation feels like a lecture. You want to exit. You're like, I don't know why. It's not what they're saying, but I don't want to be around this person. Mm, it's so draining as well. So draining. And you're like, why mm. is this so draining? And I said to him, you know why? Because the, like, the biggest part of communication is energy, body language, tone, like 93% of how we communicate is the body, is the energy. So, and in a relationship setting, this happens a lot where couples like say, oh, no, we never argue, we never fight. And I'm like, no, red flag, red flag. That is not a good sign. If you cannot have tough conversations that bring the fire to the table, the passion is dead. So do not do that thing where you become a platonic relationship and you're just good friends. I mean, me and my husband are great friends. You know, we met when we were 16 in high school. Like we have had a long journey together. We, we were friends before we were lovers, definitely. We are friends. But we are different people. We're different sexes. We have different energy, masculine, feminine. You know, we're, we're different people. So when we have a tough conversation, there's different perspectives being brought to the table, but we don't fight the different perspectives. That's, you know, we don't, I don't, don't try and turn him into me and he doesn't try to turn me into him. We're like, wow, okay, bring that fire. I want to see that perspective. I'll bring mine. Like, let's bring all of it to the table and let's use it and let's take the middle path. But if we're suppressing and we're not telling the truth, we're half-truthing it, we're trying to protect, we end up hurting ourselves and each other. And it doesn't, especially as a woman, it doesn't matter what he says. If he is telling me one thing but feeling another, I feel it. And I know you oh, feel yeah. it, women. You feel it. You're like, how was your day? And he's like, fine, good. You're like, you sure? What happened? Anything happened? No, nope, it's good. And you're like, I just feel off. Just feeling like something might have happened. Nope. And you're like, well, something did because... <laughs> My whole body is lighting up, like all the senses are like something's wrong. He's hurt, something happened. Like, what does he need? You know, and if you're not able to have tough conversations, you'll just end there or you'll take it personally, or you'll, you know, I've done I used to do this before I learned this. I was like, it's me, I'm wrong. Like he's hurting me, he doesn't care about me, he's walking away. We take it personally. 
But when you're actually able to have these tough conversations, you're going into the pain and you see it as a powerful purpose. Um, I can say to my husband, what do you need right now? What do you need to feel supported? And he totally shifts. Or I can say, I missed you today. I really missed you. I don't know what happened in your day, but I missed you. Can I just give you a hug? And, and my, most men, but my husband loves touch. So he just straight away, he's like, yes. And then I'm hugging him. He feels safe. He knows he's got my attention. He knows I'm not going to judge him. I've been vulnerable. I've let down my wall. So he lets down his. And then he goes, you know what? Something did happen. And then he can say it, he can feel it, and it's done. And, you know, sometimes it's soft, but sometimes it needs to be rage. And I let him know, like, I'm not going to judge you in that. You know, as long as you're processing it in your body and you're feeling in your, your own body, so you have to feel it in your body and go through that experience of the pain in your body, you don't get to put it on me because that's not yeah. processing, that's not regulating, that's called projecting, um, and that's not love. So, and we have those clear definitions in ourselves and with each other in our relationship, we know what they are. So all of us can be welcome. All of it can come to the table. And even in a tough conversation, in a heated, um, you know, I don't even like to call it an argument because it just feels like a tough conversation that needs to be had. You know, we're not in love and relationships. It's not from the ego. It's not from the mind. It's not logical. It's not about... I'm right, you're wrong, you're good, I'm bad, right, you know, winner, loser. Like our, our um, tough conversations, we know we've won when we can take the middle path mm -hmm. and we've both been heard and we both feel seen. We both feel like we matter. It's not that, you know, because before I learned all this, I, I wanted to be right. And when you want to be right or, and you want to win, you lose love. Mm -hmm. that's just the truth whether it's with your kids with your partner you know at work you know wherever it is if you're if you're more committed to being right or winning you're choosing that over love yes because love oh, doesn't powerful. it's huge love doesn't need to be right love doesn't judge love doesn't need to be right it doesn't need to make excuses it doesn't need to punish like love doesn't need to do any of that love just is Love doesn't divide. It brings us together. Love creates. So we've got that commitment to love within ourselves and each other. So when we're having these tough conversations, we're like, how fast can we both get our pieces out and like own them and say like, I feel this, this feels like this for me. You know, none of this, like you do that to me, you make me feel this, you know, that's very low level consciousness. You know, nobody can make you feel anything that you don't feel in your body. So, mm -hmm. you know, you've got to take them out of it. We have to learn how to do this and, you know, bring it back to the truth of each of us, that it's within each of us. So there's something within each of us we need to look at. So we get it out, we look at it and we're like, okay. And then we take what we need from either side and then we take that middle path. And then we're like, we both win. And then we both, I mean, we hardly ever have to apologize to each other because when we have tough conversations, the rules are there's no abuse, there's no name calling, you know, there's definitely no physical abuse. I mean, that is never okay from either sides, you know. So there's that is not even a question. Um and even like we can use, we can raise our voice and, and use our energy, but not, again, not projecting. 
We're not mm-hmm. throw, we're not throwing missiles at each other with our words. Like, cause we know we, we did that because we've all been taught that. Like, if you're doing that, don't feel bad. We did that too. We've been yeah. taught that like it's a pattern. It's not who we are, but we know it's not a constructive way to solve a problem. It's not a constructive way to move forward. Like we weren't dealing with the problem. That, mm-hmm. Like we were having the same arguments over and over again or the same issues in ourselves over and over again. We were yes. never getting to the root cause. It was always on the surface, you know? So mm-hmm. when you can be comfortable with the pain, you can go right into the core. You can get right to the truth. And you're like, oh, this is what it actually is. And when I speak out what's going on in my mind, it's like, oh, it wasn't even any of the things I thought it was. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. wasn't even about that. You know, there was a deeper meaning or there was a deeper truth that I needed to see. And then then we can move forward. Then we can make a decision. But you you can't make a decision with all these trapped feelings inside of you. You you just can't. Or if you do, it's the wrong decision. We've all done that before. When we make a decision from fear, it's the wrong one, you know, Mm -hmm. or from survival or lack or, you know, we attract in the wrong partner or the wrong client or the wrong just thing that's just not right for us because our energy is not in alignment, you know, and we Mm -hmm. we need to feel it. It's got to move. The energy has got to move for us to be able to connect to what is right for us. So it's like full permission to get it out, whether that's with yourself or in a relationship or with your kids. It's like having that safe space and realizing it's a gift. It's a gift. Our feelings are a gift. Every one of them, every one of them. You know, I love this saying that um, life was um, life is hard, yes, but it was meant to be felt. You know, life is that. meant to be felt. You know, and the only way you can feel it is if it is hard sometimes. Because if it's good all the time, then you don't you don't know it's good. It's that contrast. Mm-hmm. You know, light and dark, yin and yang, positive, negative, masculine, feminine. Like everything in nature has the contrast. And so do our emotions, so do our feelings. There's a gift. Like we couldn't have one without the other. So I'm like, life is meant to be felt. If if I'm feeling it, then I'm alive to life. I'm present to life, you know? And isn't that a life you love more? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, a life you can feel, a life where you're turning up the pain and you're turning up the pleasure. You know, mm-hmm. you're just, you're turning yeah. it all up. You're like, let's turn it all up. Let's feel it all. Let's not turn it down. You know, turning it yeah. down, it's like, it might be comfortable, but like we said, comfortable is not safe. It's not loving. It's, it can be a scary place. Comfortable can be a really scary place, you know, especially oh, yeah. if, if it's, you know, it often keeps you stuck and being, there's nothing good positive happy no positive emotion comes from feeling stuck for anybody yeah. nobody it's like the fastest way out of stuck is like get uncomfortable <laughs> like how fast <laughs> can I get uncomfortable what can I sign up for how what can I do like what's something yeah. I'm scared of like how can I go into it awesome you like unstuck yourself really fast you know mm-hmm. and, it's, yeah. and it's like keep doing that keep doing that. that's what I've done like my whole life and that's what I'll continue to do like you know, anytime I'm stuck, I'm like, awesome, go into the pain, feel it. What do I, you know, do the opposite, do get uncomfortable. How fast can mm-hmm. I get uncomfortable? Go into the pain or whatever it is for you. And um, yeah, and free yourself, free your soul. It's, there's so much love on the other side of fear. Oh my God, so much love. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. 
so I find that when I'm growing so it's like you know you're in your comfortable and then so you grow and then you get comfortable in that new growth right and I'm like oh yeah this is great but then things start to start to go down in life I start to you know feel stuck or anxious or I'm fighting with my like you know arguing and and just being really angry or whatever and I'm like hang on a minute my comfortable is now really uncomfortable and I'm not feeling joy and happiness and freedom anymore I'm feeling stuck and lonely and and yeah you're in your head you're in your masculine nothing's working your energy is all all over the place 100% and you're so right it's at every level and we need this reminder this is the integration that we don't do this once no I've I've been on this say it's the hero's journey I've I've been on it multiple times and I will keep going on it like I like I said this is the whole thing of never getting to the end this is the journey it's like oh okay like I'm at this level now and to somebody else that might be where they want to get to but now I'm there I've got new problems you know and like you said we don't maintain mediocre Mm -hmm. we don't like love relationships was never meant to be average ever you were never meant to go oh I'm in love and it's average no well like, no, it's like, I'm in love and it's extraordinary. Like, it's mind-blowing. It's just ever-changing and it just keeps getting better. Like, there, that's the language we want to have around love and relationships. It needs to just keep getting better. But in order for that to happen, you've got to recognize that comfortable, like I do in myself and in my relationship, and go, oh, okay, this is that point again, that tipping point where, like, there's only two ways to go. You're either growing or dying. Mm-hmm. So it's time to water my plant again. It's time to, you know, water it and put it in another pot. You know, as the plant grows, we move pots, don't we? Or as we grow as a family, we move homes or whatever it is. As a snail grows, they move homes. As a snake grows, it sheds its skin. Everything in life has to let go of who it was to become who it's going to become. Everything. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Everything in nature. You know, the seed cannot become the plant or the tree. It has to let go at every stage. And this mm-hmm. is like the greatest spiritual teaching I've found is that the um, being that unattachment, you know, like doing the work and making the progress, but then letting go. So like, again, I'm like the student and the teacher always simultaneously. So I'm teaching and I'm learning. I'm, you know, I know it and then I know nothing. Like I'm constantly at every level I go, I'm, I'm like, oh, I know this. Oh, I go to the next level. I know nothing. Like it's so humbling, you know, mm-hmm. to that I feel is true spirituality and consciousness and love. It's like that humble heart um, and being in like integrity with that, that like at every level, this is for every human being, doesn't matter how far you get there is always going to be a level where you know everything and then you know nothing Mm. always and like feel the peace in that feel the humbleness and they're like awesome okay so I'm at that comfortable level again so that means I need to go up to that level where I don't know again and every Mm -hmm. time it's a bit like oh god you know it's like starting school for the first time or going into the next class or anything it brings up that same thing when we were kids and it's okay it's like Mm -hmm. I said we we do it afraid we just go to that level afraid and then we remember all the other levels that we've already been through where we were afraid and we didn't know before we stepped up to that level and then we did and then we knew it and we're like oh this is easy 
this is like who I am now. Like what? Like, and that's how we got comfortable. But like reflecting back, this is why I love looking within and taking that time to reflect. I'm like, you know, this feels hard going to that level. But remember, look back at all those times you've already done this because it's the same system. It's the same process. You're just repeating it to learn to get to that next level. And it and just we can be our, new. You know, it just feels hard because it's yeah. new. That's it. Mm-hmm. We can be our biggest critic as well, you know, oh, just being yeah. like, oh, I haven't, I haven't achieved anything. I haven't done anything. And I'm a big, like, advocate for this, just, like, going back and just having a look at all the the things that you've accomplished over the last oh, year. Yeah. Go over and have a look at all the challenges that you've been through. Have yeah. a look at all the lessons you've learned because in that moment where you kind of do that brain dump and you have it all written out in front of you and then you're like, wow, I achieved a lot this year and, yeah, those challenges are hard and maybe we're still going through them but yes. look at the lessons I'm learning or look at how I did that in the past and what I gained from it. Like it's, 100%. And yeah. isn't it the challenges that make it worth it? Oh, 100%. Like yes. when we go and watch a movie, because our lives are like movies, if, if the actors and the lead roles have no challenges to overcome, we wouldn't watch the movie. We wouldn't be able to relate. We'd be yes. like, oh, cool, they started here and they got there. Great. That was boring. Yeah. You know, it would be boring. Yeah. It would be boring to watch on in a movie and it'd be boring to experience in your own life. It'd literally mm-hmm. be boring. You wouldn't stay for your own life. You wouldn't stay for your own movie. Like the challenges yeah. are what make it worth it. Like that is what actually makes your life. That's what colours it. That's what shapes it. That's what gives it meaning. Like it's just crazy that we think that we, we need to take that bit out or skip that bit and think that it would be better. No, mm. it, would, it would be worse. It would be, it would be boring. There'd be like you would learn nothing and you wouldn't mm. even want to stay to watch your own life. You would literally be like, you know, movies would not be successful if they did that, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. we would have nothing to share with each other. We would have no relatable um, thread. We wouldn't be able yes. to, we wouldn't be able to be authentic. Like, and this is another thing that helped me break up with um, perfectionism. I found I love communicating with people. I love people. Um, but from perfection, I, could, I didn't feel close to people. Mm. I felt very separate. I couldn't let them in. Um, I had my guard up. Like we all, you know, no one actually is wearing armour, but they. if I say armour, chest plate, guard, gate, wall, everybody listening knows what I'm talking about. Um, and when you put that up, you make yourself ugly and you make people ugly. Mm-hmm. Like, and I use the word ugly because it's like it's not, it's, it's the opposite to perfect. You know, we're literally, we think we're doing like making ourselves look perfect, but we make ourselves look ugly because, and the other person, because we're trying so hard to hide and be perfect, but there's, there's no connection. There's no feeling. There's nothing we can relate to. So you'll find that you're talk, you'll be talking to someone who's perfect and you're like, I just don't even feel like I'm meant to be in this conversation. I don't feel welcome here. I've got nothing to add to it. Because I can't relate to what they're saying because I'm not perfect. Because my mm. life has not been, I started here and I ended there. Like, I can't relate to what they're sharing. Like, if you listen to a speaker who's like that, you will, you'll be bored out of your mind. You'll leave the, you'll walk out. You'll be like, 
because people, even when we're in conversations or when we go and see a speaker, we're coming to get something for ourselves. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not about them. It's about us. Like we're all wired for like, what are you going to do for me? Or what am I going to get from you? Or, you know, what do you have that could help me? But if you're only sharing your best bits and your highlights and the perfect bits and that I can't relate to that, then I can't get anything from that. I can't learn from that. You can't help me to be better. You can't help me to grow or learn. And I realized that I was doing a massive disservice to all the people I loved and um, my relationships and my friends and like people I was working with because I was sugarcoating or I was like not um, bringing all the truth or not sharing all of it. A massive disservice. And I wasn't helping them. I was like trying to save them. You know, and that perfect energy, it's saving just feels horrible. Everyone's like, oh, please go away. Like, you know, it makes you feel wrong, makes you feel broken, like you can't receive it. And I get it that before I had learned, before I really had someone reflect this back to me, I thought that that was love too. Now I'm like, that's not love. The most loving thing I can do is speak the truth, is be really authentic, is to take my walls and guards down is to bear my heart, be vulnerable and let them in, you know, and tell my story, literally say, Mm -hmm. this is what I did. This is what I didn't do. This is how I overcame it. Um, This is what hurt, you know, like that, when I do that, I feel so connected to people. I feel so close. And the funny thing is we all try to be perfect to fit in. The real desire underneath that is to belong. We all want to belong. But but you cannot get that by being perfect. You feel that sense of belonging when you're authentic. When someone shares their pain or their trial or their challenge and you see yourself in their challenge and you're like, oh, wow, you overcame that? Wow, I feel like I belong with you because I can learn from you. I'm safe with you. You've been through what I've been through. You understand what that feels like. You've walked a mile in my shoes. And that's what compassion and empathy is. Compassion and empathy comes from being authentic. You can't actually be empathetic or compassionate if you can't be authentic. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't be authentic, you can't experience their pain. You can't walk in their shoes. You're like, oh, no, keep those shoes to yourself. I'm witnessing your pain. I can give you sympathy, but I'm not putting your shoes on. I I can't feel your pain. Like, no, Mm -hmm. don't do that to me. You know, I can feel people's pain. I can walk in their shoe. I don't take it on board and try to save them or fix it, but I can be empathetic and open my heart and go, wow. You know, I can feel that that would have been a lot for you to walk through, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, I, and I invite them to feel safe, to feel it with me. And I don't feel it for them. I'm like, you're safe in this space for you to feel the pain of your challenge. And if you can feel the pain of your challenge and it will be uncomfortable, but that's how you know it's working. If you can feel the pain of that challenge, then you'll get the power on the other side to change it. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And that's how I really help you. That's how I help you with my energy. I don't. I used to do this where I like put them on my back and drag them or like jump into the trenches and like try and talk them out of getting out of there. I wasted so much of my life, time, energy, everything doing that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Don't do it to your friends, your husband, anybody. Learn from my mistakes. I'm way more powerful with my energy. When I stay in my own lane, stay in my energy, 
I'm authentic. I show my heart and I can sit with their pain and I can bring their pain to them and go, it's okay. There's no shame. Let's look at this pain together. I will watch you look at your pain and I will stay here while you do it. And I will guide you and encourage you to get to the other side. It's yeah, going to be uncomfortable. That means it's working. So let's keep going. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get to the other side because the other side is so beautiful. You know, and I say to people, like, I had to change this relationship. Like, being vulnerable does not mean you have to cry. You know, mm. so many people have this hang-up on vulnerability. In, um, in our Ignite and Unite program, I actually have to do a whole piece on vulnerability because this was huge for me. Because like so many, I was like, oh, vulnerability means I need to cry. Or I was very emotional and very sensitive. So I thought I was vulnerable. But I wasn't. I wasn't processing my emotions. I was spitfiring them and projecting them. There's nothing vulnerable about that. <laughs> you know, that's, there's nothing master your emotions about that. Um, that's like a five-year-old having a fit, you know, like, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of us are doing vulnerability there's so much more to vulnerability I feel like that's a whole nother podcast by itself but it's there's so much more to it it does not mean you have to cry it actually has everything to do with cracking your heart open taking down the walls take the armor off yes that's the basic of vulnerability take the armor off open you know Mm -hmm. and sometimes this would happen to me I wanted to close and I'd be like we are opening and like literally happening to like pull my chest open and like tell my body, you know, because if we have a mind body connection, tell my body, I know you want to close. We are opening right now. Pull your shoulders back, bear your heart, let it be seen. Like we're going to do it afraid. Um, and it brings up emotion, but I'm not trying to cry. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you yeah. tap, tap into that place, you're like, this is your most vulnerable space, your heart. Mm-hmm. this is your this is your treasure this is this is the most precious thing you know to take the walls down and and be vulnerable you will really feel it you'll know you'll have an energetic upgrade in your body when you do it and the people in your life will feel it and your relationships will change like there's so much more connection and love when you bear your most precious precious part of yourself so many of us are holding that back and when we mm-hmm. do that we withhold love we're withholding love you know, and when you withhold love from them, you withhold it from yourself. So it's not serving you or anybody. But yeah, vulnerability is not just crying. And it's amazing how we've all got this skewed view of it, this, um, you know, misconception, this, it's a myth. And it's like, again, it's an unlearning and learning a new way or changing the relationship or the association to it. Um, and a second part of that is realizing it's not a rainbow butterfly slide. so lots of people think vulnerability or like opening your heart you know the words open your heart it just sounds like the clouds are going to open and the sun will shine through and there'll be butterflies and a rainbow I had that too and I don't lie to people I tell them the truth it's a cracking open they call it crack open for a reason you'll feel Mm -hmm. a crack you might feel a little stab it might literally feel like your heart has just grown or like someone's put their hand inside of it. Like it will feel Mm -hmm. like a crack. Every time I go for an up level and I crack open more, like when I had my babies and they, you know, I gave birth to them, it was not a rainbow butterfly slide. You know, it was a (laughs) cracking open. 
you know, and we know this. We know that it's a crack, but we believe these Disney, you know, stories and things that totally sugarcoat it and make it look like a rainbow slide. And then when we're finding love hard for ourselves or each other in our relationships with our kids, when we're finding hard and we're like at that point where we need to crack or for men, like when they need to break through, we're like, oh no, I've got to close this because it's meant to feel like a butterfly rainbow slide. Mm. It's meant to feel, you know, no, Mm -hmm. no. I mean, I'm comfortable with being vulnerable, but every time it's still uncomfortable for me because I do it properly. I'm doing it right. So I get the crack. You know, I'm here for the crack. I'm here for like opening it up because it doesn't mean my heart's breaking. It actually means it's expanding. It's growing. Like, you know, it's coming outside of my body. You know, our hearts Mm. have an energy field. But if we're closing it, you know, it has its own brain. It has its own energy field. It wants to be felt. It wants to be seen. It wants to live outside of your body. But if you're not willing to, you know, go into the pain of the crack, You don't get to shine bright. You don't get to wear your heart on your sleeve if you're not willing to do that. That's the truth of vulnerability. You know, there's a Mm -hmm. process to that. Like everything, you've got to go through the process. You've got to rise up to the challenge. Um, And that's why it won't always look like you're just a blubbering mess, you know? Mm -hmm. It's, It's crazy. But it's, again, another thing that we have to really bring to the surface and talk about and be like, we need to get clear about what this actually is and and you know asking what your definition of vulnerability or love or going within is and is is that definition serving you Mm -hmm. if it's not write a new one write a new one and you get to keep changing it you know every time I go to a next level there's a new definition that I've got to create about something yeah. I've, I've got to do. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that used to mean this to me. Not anymore. It doesn't because now, now I need to do it. So here's the new yeah. definition. You know, this is the definition that empowers me or, or whatever it is. Yes, I love that. I fully resonate. Oh, thank you so much, Aston, for sharing this space with me today and sharing all of your amazing knowledge and your amazing wisdom with everyone. Now, I know that you have some live events going on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share your links in the comments. And yeah, thank you all for listening. I will talk to you soon. Bye.